Mushrooms, mushrooms, mushrooms. Oh, hey, what up, fam? It's your boy, Jeremy Abramson. You probably know me as the chief energy officer here at Thrive University. And guess what? I am so fucking pumped. And you should be too, because just a couple days ago, the state of Oregon legalized psilocybin mushrooms statewide. This is huge. This is such a big step forward to bring this powerful healing modality to the masses. And I don't know about you, but I feel this change. I feel the collective consciousness of this country, of this planet, shifting, elevating. And yes, I know there's a lot of crazy shit going on right now, especially in America, but let's focus on the positive, fam. There is so much cool shit happening, and we're going to dive deep into it today. So, Today's show is a masterclass on microdosing mushrooms. This is something I've spoke about previously. A ton of you have hit me up, sent me messages, emails, DMs about how to properly implement microdosing into your life. How do you find safe sources? What's the difference between microdosing mushrooms and microdosing LSD? What is the difference between a microdose and a macrodose? All of these different questions are going to get answered in today's show. So it's me and my brother, Stee Lane. You can find him on the gram at Peak Primal Health. And this dude is a wealth of knowledge. He grows his own mushrooms. He's more of a macro doser and I'm more of the micro doser. And we led a masterclass about a month ago. And I'm bringing that masterclass to you right now. So enjoy this fam. And remember, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. So if you get a divine download when you're listening to Steve and I speak, make sure to take notes and take action on your life. So let's fucking do it. Let's get into today's show. Peace out. I've always really been fascinated by the brain. Um, my dad was a neurologist, a brain doctor for over 40 years. And when I was younger, uh, I noticed that both of my grandparents in their old age both had Alzheimer's and they didn't even remember my name. Um, and experiencing that, experiencing that at a young age where like, you know, your grandparents don't even know your name. It was like, it was really eye-opening for me. And subconsciously, in that, in that experience, I became really interested and fascinated by this complex, beautiful organ we have called the brain. How can we optimize our brain for performance, for mood, for happiness, for joy, for energy? And I studied Chinese medicine, and that's when I first heard about the benefits of mushrooms. Um, the, the mushrooms that they specifically were talking about were lion's mane mushrooms, which is a medicinal mushroom. And, um, and I went uh, to the local farmer's market, started taking them in my coffee, and I saw great benefits uh, with my clients, with myself and cognitive function. Um, and then 
as I went down the rabbit hole, I you, you may have seen me talk about these. I started taking this mushroom supplement and I was like, wow, this is next level shit. Um, and again, guys, if you're just coming in the call, please make sure to mute yourself. We will have some Q&A though after. Um, so you can definitely unmute then, but people still trickling in guys. So I apologize. So if you're coming in, I'll just put a message. Oh, thank you, Steve, for putting that. Appreciate that. So yeah, guys, so that, that was about three and a half, four years ago that I really started to pursue medicinal mushrooms as a healing modality for myself and for my clients. And across the board, noticed a lot of improvements in mental cognition, focus, memory, and, and things like lion's mane have actually been found to create more neural connections in your brain. So, so I want to preface this conversation by, by really saying, um, you know, what we're going to be talking about today is something that Steve and I really believe in strongly as a healing modality and as a way to elevate your consciousness. Um, we're not here to suggest that this is a magic pill and it's going to fix all of your problems. Okay, I just want to put that out there. Um, there's a lot of different tools. There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. I really believe this is a powerful thing to implement in your life. Um, but by no means is it the fix-all for everything. Um, Stee, I wanted to see, brother, uh, is there anything you wanted to add before we kind of dive in? Yeah, guys, just uh, really quickly, you know, kind of give you my background. So I'm a holistic health coach and I've been, you know, kind of helping people, you know, this with this conundrum of health for, for a number of years now. And one thing that comes up over and over again is that a lot of people are dealing with a lot of stress, uh, a lot of anxiety, growing burden of depression as we, you know, in a, in a, uh, we are a very evolved species of animal. And as we get further, you know, kind of detached from where we came, um, you know, we're further away from nature and more screen time and less connection, especially highlighted in, in 2020 with lockdowns and isolation and things like that. We, that brings a lot of challenges. And, you know, a modern human is, is quite sick. So, you know, this, this health piece has to be looked at holistically. Um, you know, you can't compartmentalize health. And that means eating well and thinking well and moving well and sleeping well. And everything that you can do to support, you know, your biology and your neurology and your psychology is going to be very important. So, you know, my introduction to um, mushrooms was just, you know, quite transformative for me personally. And, you know, just looking at the growing burden of, you know, anxiety and depression in, in our world and, you know, just, just people trying to find out who they are and reconnect with their purpose. This is, you know, it really is a medicine and we're going to, you know, highlight what, what that means when we use it with that kind of set and setting and intention. And it's also important, but my intention really is to just say, you know, uh, well done for showing up and potentially exploring an alternative pathway to health, you know, something that's a little bit more natural, something that has been used by indigenous people forever since antiquity, something that holds so much power when it's used in the right way. So it's great to connect with you all virtually. I hope there's some value that we can find from this. And, you know, we're going to dive in and look at all of this stuff today, but um, I'm excited. And I think we know uh, Jeremy and I want to shroom the world because we know that that's a path to healing and it's a path to elevating consciousness and conscious people will be the, the what we need to heal the planet. And I think we all need that right now. So I'm excited to dive in. Welcome, settle in. And uh, Jeremy, back to you, brother. Yo, dude, that was beautiful. And, and I think that's really well said. So I appreciate you touching on that. And again, one of the reasons why uh, 
again, going into intention for Steve and I for this call before we really get started, again, is just to give you and provide you a little more information because there is information out there, but it's hard to decipher what's reality. And um, what I can promise you is that um, that she and I are going to do our best to really provide you the most up-to-date information. Um, and with that being said, we both encourage you to get more data on this. And, and if it's something you want to consider, really do your homework. Um, and lastly, uh, lastly, I like to interrupt myself a lot just to give you guys um, uh, a warning for what you're in for. But, you know, a lot of people envision like, oh, mushrooms or this person does mushrooms and they think he's just like a hippie from Woodstock in the 60s. And the reason why I think Steve and I are great spokespeople for this is because we are doing all of the work, you know, with nutrition, with moving our bodies, with sleep, with doing the work internally on our subconscious mind, our feelings and emotions. And that's why I'm saying it's really important to understand this is a fully integrative approach. It's not expecting, uh, if we expect this medicine or this plant to do everything and fix everything, then we're not approaching it the right way, right? This is, this is really just a tool and it's a valuable tool, but I just want to really put that out there. Um, now, uh, a lot of you guys messaged me and, and when you guys were asking questions, you know, I know mental health is a, is a huge conundrum right now. And there's a lot of people, maybe you're one of them that is taking some sort of medication, uh, for anxiety, for depression, maybe it's an SSRI, right? And these are very, these are very common in today's, uh, Western medicine world ever since the, the mid 1990s um, when these medications really became available at scale. Um, they, they, a lot of times were overprescribed and misdiagnosed. And uh, it's, it's important to understand that when you're taking these medications, the last thing I'm here to do or Stia is here to do is to make you feel guilty or feel shame for taking any sort of medication because a lot of times these are valuable tools in the short term. And that's really what they should be used for. However, what's happening when you're taking one of these SSRIs is you are basically um, blasting blasting the brain with a neurotransmitter called serotonin, which is the feel-good hormone, the happy hormone. You might might have heard of this before. And it makes it very challenging to ever wean off of these medications because now your body is so used to this influx of serotonin. And just if you guys come in, please just make sure to mute yourself, please. Thank you so much. And what happens is... Uh, if you've been taking these medications, uh, you, you're probably familiar with this. It's very hard to, to get off of these medications. And I just want to preface this conversation by saying that like, if you're currently taking a medication, that's fine. We're here to simply present you different options, opportunities. If it's not for you now, maybe down the road it is. Okay. Um, but, but similarly to 
these SSRIs, psilocybin is also working on your serotonin receptors. However, however, if you could just unmute yourself, please. Thank you so much. Um, the biggest difference between between when you're microdosing or macrodosing, which Steve will talk more about, is that it's not depleting your serotonin to the point where you're feeling like, oh my God, I need more of this. Or or you're not feeling that down. If you've ever taken MDMA, which I openly have many times when I used to go to like raves and stuff in my early 20s, um, you know, the next day or the next couple of days, you feel brain dead because your serotonin levels are so depleted. Now, that doesn't happen with psilocybin. So I just wanted to bring that to attention. In addition, a unique property about psilocybin is that there's no addictive properties. Um, and, and that is really important because whenever you grow dependent on anything, it can be very damaging. Um, and I've actually helped a couple of my clients who were, I mean, alcoholics for a decade plus smoking cigarettes and they tried all of the different programs and the patches and it was microdosing. That was the thing that was actually able to prov provide a long-term solution. And I can happily say for both of those clients, you know, 18 months after, they still haven't returned back. Um, which is incredible. And, and in addition, just more anecdotal stuff for me personally, I've also worked with some college athletes who knew they shouldn't be taking Adderall. They didn't want to be taking it, but they felt like it was the only way they could get through the grind of being a student athlete and all the responsibilities. So we, we implemented, first we implemented this um, and then we implemented an occasional microdose and also tremendous benefits. And we're finally able to get them gradually off of Adderall and Vyvanse. Um, so I wanted to, first of all, go over that and, and talk about what's happening on a neurological level. And then lastly, on that point, before, before I pass it over to Steve, um, is, is understand also that that the amygdala, which is the part of your brain that is responsible for responding to fear, right? So a lot of people, especially right now, their amygdala is heightened because they're in this very emotional state. They're very reactive and they're very fear-based, okay? What psilocybin does is it actually turns the switch down on your amygdala. So you're not in this perpetual state of fear and anxiety. You're able to actually be more present and connected to the present moment. Okay. Um, so in regards to brain health and, and cognitive function, I definitely wanted to go over those things with you. Um, and lastly, what I'll say is um, in, in terms of more benefits is there's been found to have more neural connections taking place. This idea of neuroplasticity, that you can generate new neurons in your brain at all times. And I can tell you on my personal experience through microdosing, um, now I wasn't taking any medication. I didn't, I never got diagnosed with anxiety or depression, but I would definitely tell you that I, I do get anxious 
um, a lot, especially in the past. Uh, but, but it was when it's, it's allowed me to really step into my power as a creator, you know, my best ideas, um, are, are really when I'm using this medicine consistently. And I would say it's also a byproduct of just being more connected to the present moment, being out in nature. It's a combination of all these things that allows you to increase this level of creativity and oneness. Um, now, Steve, uh, I'm wondering, brother, can you just talk a little bit about your experiences with psilocybin? And then also, can you talk about the differences between like, you know, a hero's dose, a macro dose, and then, and then a micro dose? Mm. Yep. All right. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a, I, it's funny when you think about synchronicity um, in terms of how these things line up. So one of the many benefits of psilocybin and how it's helped me from be it personal, um, you know, with anxiety, with stress, it helped me get very close to almost stopping biting my nails, which is something I've done for the 30 years of my life or as long as I've had teeth, I've been an anxious nail biter when I've been procrastinating. I'm, I'm almost over that hump and microdosing has certainly helped. But as we're sitting here, a giant spider just ran across my yoga mat that I'm sitting on. And for, again, the vast majority of my life, I had a very irrational fear of spiders. Um, it was, it was, it was very real. It was a, it was a phobia. And in my last actual journey with psilocybin, I was visited by a very real spider. It was over my head. It was a big guy. And it kind of reconnected me and put that fear into perspective. I saw where the fear initiated out of. And now spiders are just like, you know, the friends, they're the homies. So there's that piece there about the fear, you know, being turned down. It was kind of irrational to be scared of these spiders. You know, sometimes we get these things anchored in us so early and they can be triggered by, you know, that might have been your mom when you was a kid seeing a spider and going, ah, and screaming and that, you know, you, you anchor that and you hold it on forever. So you get to zoom out and see perspective on these things. But, you know, it's, it's helped me in so, so many ways. And it's helping the people that I speak to that are using this medicine. And I think what I want to talk about is how we use that language of medicine. Because something I want to, you know, make clear here is that when you talk about um, psychedelics, which uh, psilocybin is one of, um, you get in this, uh, you know, the, this idea that, well, it's a drug and people will call you a druggie or a hippie or those kind of things. And it's, it's all about how you're using it and why you're using it that differentiates whether these things are a drug versus whether they are a medicine. And that comes down to your intention to use it because you can absolutely use psychoactive magic mushrooms, as they would be called, as a drug. You know, if you're just going to get you know, out of your mind and go to a concert and have a good time, that's more, you know, using it as a drug. If you're doing these things to tap into flow, to, to you know, do the psychic surgery on yourself, to enhance life, to tackle ADHD, depression, anxiety, and you're coming in with that intention, then it's a medicine. It's a, really about developing a relationship with these plants. So anything can be used as a drug. Coffee can be used as a drug. Social media can be used as a drug. But those things can also be used as a medicine with the right amount of awareness. And that's really what we want to do here is highlight that, that this is a medicine and we felt this in our lives personally. And we've seen this in the people that we work with. And if it's used in the right way, then it can really be a powerful medicine for you too. And there's a lot of baggage that comes with that. You know, there's a lot of stigma. There is a lot of that drug language, you know, that started in the 60s with the, you know, the war on drugs. And, and what the war on drugs was, was a war on consciousness because people that were experimenting with these psychedelic drugs and were having these huge heart opening and consciousness expanding experiences didn't want to go and fight in wars overseas that they knew nothing about. And they were asking questions. And that's very dangerous for a system that wants to 
have this kind of top-down coercion-based compliant person, you know? So this elevation of consciousness, asking questions, questioning the narrative, stepping into your own power, finding your own purpose is, is great for the individual. And these medicines can really help with that. So I've, I've been doing, you know, um, more kind of heroic dose journeys. And what that means is it's very different to a microdose. A microdose is sub-perceptual. It's typically one-tenth of a dose. And depending on who you ask, that can be as little as 0.10 of a gram or around 0.3 of a gram. Because some people will say with psilocybin, liftoff is one gram or above. And some people will say a dose, like a full dose, is 3.5 grams or above. So that means our microdose is somewhere around 0.10 of a gram upwards to max end for a microdose around 0.3 of a gram. And this will be sub-perceptual and you've got to find your range within that. And that's going to depend on you know your metabolism and your body type and your weight and your height and those kind of things. But really, microdosing, you're not going to be tripping. If you're tripping and you're feeling things and your visuals are changing and all of that, they might be slightly enhanced. You've turned the volume and the color up on life, but you should not be unable to function. That's, that's then you've gone too high. And then you have the opposite end of the spectrum here where you purposefully do these higher doses to really kind of open the doors on your subconscious. And, you know, we, it's funny because we understand that what these, psychedelic mushrooms are doing is essentially acting on the serotonin receptor. We know that, but we don't know what actually that cascade of events really causes from there. And even the best scientists that spend their entire life studying this don't really know the ins and outs of what happens after that point. They just know something's happening to the serotonin receptors. Our brainwave states change, which is very funny when they look at brainwave states of people on you know psychedelic mushrooms. They're very, very similar to advanced, very advanced meditators. Very, very similar people with like over 10,000 hours of meditation. And what this, you know, brings me to conclude and, and some of the, you know, more dominant theories is where the medicine in psychedelic drugs is, is all about turning off the default mode network. And the default mode network is a part of the brain that, is, that, that forms our ego, essentially. It's this idea complex. And our ego isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, it is necessary. Ego got you on this call today. Ego got Jeremy to set up this call today. So when used well and when, when trained, ego is a very beneficial thing. But it's a terrible ruler and it, and it is a tyrant. And there is a disassociating effect when you take psilocybin that detaches you. It turns down this default mode network. It, 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 it opens the reduced valve of the mind and it allows you to see stories stories that you might have as a part of your identity this idea that maybe you're too fat you're too sick you're too old you're a failure you're not good enough you're broken you know all of these things all of a sudden come to light that you can see them you can hold them in your hands and you can see that you are not that thing you are not even this ego which is what a lot of you on this call will identify with that voice in your head that you think you are but you'll actually get to see these things it can be incredibly powerful and that's why deep deep healing happens on this medicine um you know for me personally that's been you know healing some childhood stuff that's been you know helping me tap into my own limits in in terms of my relationship um you know understanding my role as a father better understanding and getting over some of my own fears and anxieties and you know there's there's a common theme amongst people that use um, these medicines in that way is that they'll say, you know, one night of, you know, psilocybin medicine is like 10 years of therapy. You're essentially swallowing the therapist. And, you know, that, that's, that comes with, um, you know, there's a lot of intention setting and there's a lot of preparation to do that. But don't make no mistake about it that that's not just found in the heroic dose. You know, by, by slowly chipping away with this micro dose, you can slowly unhinge those stories. You can slowly start to, you know, 
quiet down that default mode network again, release the grips of the stories and the ego and start to expand your consciousness or your level of awareness. And awareness is the number one thing that I work on with all of my clients and anybody that I, I speak to, because without awareness, nothing can change. And if you use these you know, medicines mindfully, you will grow your awareness. You'll start to look at yourself, talk. you'll start to look at why you do what you do or why you limit yourself and, and when you limit yourself. And that's what's really important. So um, you know, the differentiate, the, to differentiate again, you know, macro dose is, is not really, you know, the goal of this call per se, but it is important to pay attention to because this is what is being studied. John Hopkins University, Imperial College of London, millions and millions of dollars. They're in, you know, phase three clinical trials now looking at this and they're seeing just the most unbelievable effects of, you know, cancer patients with clinically diagnosed, um, you know, uh, depression and anxiety about the fact that they are going to die, go through one dose of psilocybin, a heroic dose that elicits what they call a mystical experience, which means they, they have this transcendence of self. They, they lose the grip of their ego. And all of a sudden, because they, they, that ego kind of falls away, they realize that they are not that voice in their head, that they are something else, that the fear of death just goes away. And a six-month follow-up and a year follow-up, that stays consistent among 80% of participants. And everybody in these studies says that it's at least, if not the most transformational moment of their life in the top three moments, along with getting married, having a child, and everything else that you could imagine. So these experiences can be incredibly powerful. And it takes time to make sure that you want to go in and do that kind of work. And that's where the microdose can come in. You might not be ready to go right to the heroic dose first, and that's fine. That should be treated with a lot of respect. And honestly, a healthy dose of fear. Because when you do that, you are going to open the shutter doors of your mind, and you better be ready to see what's in there. So it's a good idea to start on the micro, to work up, to start getting a better relationship with yourself, to cultivate these practices that stem from microdosing, like more stillness, more meditation, these kinds of things. And then all of a sudden, you are ready, maybe down the line in a year or so, to try your own heroic dose. But to focus in today on this microdosing, you know, like I said, so many applications here, whether it's anxiety, whether it's ADHD, whether it's tapping into flow, whether it's being an athlete and going after personal best in the gym, whether it's about writing, whether about creating projects, whether you are in high stress environments at work and you want to be a little bit more grounded. The application is, is just, uh, it's pretty crazy, honestly. And it, and, um, you know, there's, there's just so much value here. So, um, I'm going to chew it back over to Jeremy here so we can keep kind of the flow of the conversation going and make sure we're on track. But, you know, very powerful medicine. I'm eternally grateful for it. I'll keep sharing this message over and over again. And, um, yeah, let's keep, let's keep rocking. Wow. That was amazing. And I'm sure I'm not the only person who, who had their mind a little blown just now. Um, and that's why really, you know, I have such high praise for Steve. And that's why I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to do this call on a day where he wasn't available because he had such a valuable perspective and he has so much knowledge in this space. And I want to provide you guys, we want to provide you guys with as much information so you feel empowered and, and also inspired to really take ownership of your health and wellness. And I think it's really important, like Steve said, you know, doing these medicines, like, I don't know about you guys. I literally, when I, I think it was senior year in this same backyard in my childhood home, like my friends came over and we did mushrooms and like we climbed a hill and like did all this stupid shit, but like, there's no intention involved. You know, um, there was no, there was no really, like Steve said, there's no really, uh, willingness to unpack 
these layers, right? Because we're complex and we have so many stories and so many narratives and paradigms that shape us. And a lot of times, like Steve said, they're not fucking true. So, so this allows us, you know, it's not the only tool, but it's a powerful tool to allow you to have that level of awareness to realize like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I was beating myself up about that shit. Like, I'm actually fucking awesome. I'm right where I need to be, you know? And, and a lot of times we get so debilitated by our thoughts. And it's not only our thoughts that debilitate us, it's the judgment we have towards those thoughts. And, and this allows you to just, again, turn off that amygdala part of your brain and, and not be so judgmental of yourself every moment. Um, I wanted to kind of also mention uh, just the legalities, right? So right now there are three cities in the US that have decriminalized psilocybin. You have Oakland, Denver, and then most recently, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Now, there's a ballot for next month in, in Oregon where the entire state, it might be decriminalized, which would be huge. And then I also wanted to mention there's two, uh, I'll focus on the two public companies. There's two companies, one's called Compass Pathways and the other's called MindMet. These are two recently publicly traded companies that are doing work in this space. And the investors that they have behind them, I mean, you guys will recognize the names of their investors. And it just kind of further packs on the legitimacy of the potential of these medicines. Um, and like Steve said, you know, Johns Hopkins has dedicated a whole research center, a whole team, a whole team of people dedicated to doing this work. And what's unfortunate, and again, kind of going off sidetrack, but in the 50s and 60s, this was one of the most widely used uh, therapeutic uh, mechanisms for people with PTSD after the war, um, with people with schizophrenia. And it was incredibly, incredibly uh, encouraging the results they were getting. But then again, Richard Nixon, along with heroin, got somehow put in the same category as heroin um, and cocaine uh, in the early 70s. And that's when research stopped for the next almost 40 years, right? So, so understand another reason for this call is to kind of remove a little of the stigma. Um, of, of this whole subject matter. Uh, so, so we talked about that. I think you also mentioned, uh, the default mode network, which is great. And again, um, again, talking about awareness. So often I think we're going through times and we are numbing ourselves. We're numbing ourselves with alcohol. We're numbing ourselves with medication. We're numbing ourselves with, with scrolling and we're just distracting ourselves from actually our reality. Um, and, and the thing is, if you actually stop and take a moment, your reality is pretty beautiful. I know it might not, uh, always seem that way. Of course, especially during this time, there's those challenges, but, um, we just need to shift that perspective sometimes. Uh, now I know a lot of people were asking about where you can get this stuff. What's a safe source? Uh, so definitely want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm very fortunate in the Bay area through some connections, 
in Oakland, I was able to get a card that allows me to get access to this stuff. So it's literally like a weed dispensary, but for psilocybin. And it's like the highest quality stuff, which is amazing. I feel very grateful for that. And then they also have these capsules there that are just 100 milligrams. So 0.1 grams, which is like the most micro micro dose. A micro dose is generally between 0.1 and 0.5 grams or 100 milligrams to 500 milligrams. For me personally, I've been micro dosing two to three times per week for a little over a year. And I microdose generally 250 to 400 milligrams. Um, now, you may have seen these. Uh, these are microdosing. This is, again, one of my contacts uh, in Miami who healed a ton of trauma and stuff from his past with psilocybin. And he felt the need to like help others do the same. So he packages this stuff and this is actually psilocybin 250 milligrams and it's mixed with 400 milligrams of lion's mane which i touched on earlier which is you know probably the best mushroom for cog cognitive function and in chinese medicine they use it to prevent things like dementia and alzheimer's and then it also has 400 milligrams of cordyceps which is used by a lot of olympic athletes to increase endurance and stamina uh, think of that as like the energy mushroom. Um, and I, I, I encourage you guys to like Google these things because the way these things look, like if you saw a lion's mane mushroom, you'd be like, what the fuck? That's a mushroom. Um, so I definitely encourage you to like geek out on this stuff. So for me personally, you know, like taking something like this when it's mixed with those other mushrooms, this gives you much more of a focused, like deep workflow type of, uh, vibe. Um, as opposed to doing just a psilocybin by yourself, you know, 0 0.2, 0 0.3 grams, where you might feel just more prone to go on a hike and be with nature or meditate or stretch. So, so when you mix it with those other uh, medicinal mushrooms, it gives you more of like a cognitive boost. Like I want to do work right now. Um, as opposed to like, if you're doing normal microdosing with just psilocybin, you probably don't want to be anywhere near your phone or your laptop. You just want to connect with nature on a deep level. Um, so, so I do want to just say like, uh, I know a lot of people messaged about like how you can get, and it looks like half of the people didn't even turn out on this call. So again, acknowledge you guys for showing up and, and respecting yourself and wanting to learn more about this stuff. I talked to the guy who's working with these. If you're someone right now um, who is not currently on any medications and you are looking to get on a microdosing protocol, message me um, and I can likely support you. I do have a lot going on with my clients, my podcast and everything else I have going on, but I do want to be here to serve you and support you. Um, again, if you're someone in the process of maybe weaning off, you can also reach out to me. Just please be honest. Just please be honest with yourself. Be honest with me because again, my dad's a doctor, but I'm not. I'm not trying to go to eight years of medical school. Um, and, but I do want to help. And um, you know, I, I definitely have helped a lot of people, and I know Steve has too. So, so I I feel I feel like very confident in our abilities to do that. 
Um, and then, and then, uh, before I throw it over to Steve, you know, we mentioned these before doing any psilocybin, I would recommend doing medicinal mushrooms because you're building a relationship with the fungi and whether you're 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, your body, it needs time to adapt to certain things. So sometimes if you do mushrooms, you can feel like this kind of unsettling feeling in your stomach. Um, by, by taking, by getting your body and your gut biome comfortable and used to some fungi, some medicinal mushrooms, that's going to really put you in better position to succeed when you do go to psilocybin. And psilocybin is going to be more effective anyways, if you're moving your body consistently, if you're staying hydrated, if you're sleeping. Again, like I said at the onset of this call, don't expect this to just be like a fix-all for everything. Um, because that's when we start to abuse things and it loses its purpose. It loses its intention. Um, and so, yeah, that, I feel good about kind of what I spoke about there, guys. And before we take questions, um, I wanted, Steve, I want you to quickly talk about, you know, you've grown, uh, you've grown your own mushrooms. So I was thinking it'd be cool for just like, if people are interested in doing that, maybe you can just, again, provide them like where you got them. Um, from basically our conversations, it's, it's a pretty simple process. And, and then also I would love for you to address the concept of having a bad trip. Yo, yo, yo. I am sorry for interrupting today's show, but are you ready to take your movement mindset and nutrition to the next level? Well, if you answered yes, I have great fucking news. I am accepting applications for my 12-week one-on-one coaching program called Thrive. And this program is unlike anything you've ever experienced. You get daily one-on-one access with me. You're going to have my personal number. I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to call you out on your shit. But here's the thing. Only apply if you are ready to invest in yourself. This program is not for everyone. I only work with five students at a time. So if you're interested, DM me the word thrive on Instagram at Coach Jeremy 305. DM me the word thrive at Coach Jeremy 305 right now. Now let's get back to the show. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so um, yeah, there's that's a very good uh, point about the bad trip because I think a lot of people, you know, that's that's fearful. There'll, there'll be people on this call, I almost guarantee, that have had a bad trip of some kind. But there'll also be a lot of people that maybe have never done psychedelics, but they've had a bad experience where they've been too drunk on alcohol and they've blacked out, right? Um, this, again, is with mindful usage, with proper set and setting. Like when we spoke earlier about this, this kind of terminology about is it a drug or is it a plant medicine and how you do it, what a lot of people have, have done usually in their younger years is they've taken it on a whim, gambled, they've not done any proprietary work and they're just kind of going, they take some mushrooms and they might be with the wrong people. And these are very enhancing. What is alive in you will be you know, made manifest more. Even actually the word psychedelic if you break that down the first part is psyche which is the mind and delic comes from the greek word delos which means manifestation loosely so you're looking at mind manifestation you're making manifest of what is real internally you're 
pretty much putting it in front of you so you can see it very clearly. Now, if that's bad stuff that's in you, if that's shadow material, if that's difficult stuff, then that's going to come up. And this is why it's so important because what, what, what will happen there if you don't have the support system and you're not with the right kind of people, that is what we'll end up calling a bad trip because it will feel very dark and it will feel very scary and you won't feel very safe. And you will have this idea and tendency to want to cling on and not lean into the experience. And the, 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 the issue when you, uh, you know, these mushrooms are in you at the, at the higher doses is you're not going to get what you want. You're going to get what you need. And that's, that's something that you know, needs to be supported well. It needs to be integrated. You need to be with someone that you can trust. You could have a sitter or you could find somebody that is a, that is a medicine man or a shaman and you could go to these professionals. You, know, you, you should not take this work lightly if you're doing the higher dose work until you are a seasoned vet and a psychonaut that's done a few of these things themselves, and then you can go into more solo journeys. But typically, that bad trip is going to be somebody that hasn't prepared, they've taken too much, they're with the wrong people, in the wrong setting, and the, 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 the medicine is trying to show them what they need to work through and deal with, but they're in the completely wrong environment to go through that. So can you imagine, for example, that you have a lot of trauma from maybe a past abusive relationship or something like that, and all of a sudden you think it's a good idea to take three grams of shrooms and go to a concert, and now you're around a, you know, a thousand people in the middle of a mosh pit and you're not, your body's now trying to get you to process this trauma. Do you think that's going to be healthy? Do you think that's going to be an enjoyable trip? No, it's going to feel horrendous, you know, because you want space and you want solitude a lot of times when you're doing this. Now, the great news about that is first and foremost, it's not going to happen with a microdose because microdose again is subperceptual. So this is the higher dose. The second good news about that is this too shall pass. It always will. So it's not permanent. And sometimes it can feel like that, but we got to remember something here. There is no known dose, lethal dose of mushrooms ever. Um, you know, so we, we would call this the LD50 of any other drug. So if there's 30 participants on this call, the LD50 is the lethal dose that it would take to kill 50% of people taking a dose. And we have an LD50 for caffeine, for tobacco, for aspirin, for any pharmaceutical drug. Anything that you can get in CVS has an LD50. It's known what, would, what it would take to kill people. Mushrooms cannot do that. They are inbuilt. They're from nature. If you do take too much, then your body will purge. <laughs> you will puke. It's an automatic defense mechanism. It's not going to shut down your liver. It's not going to destroy your brain. It's not going to you know, have you thinking you can fly and jumping off the top of a building or any of that crazy propaganda that was used there in the 60s and 70s. So they're very, very safe, even though when they are used and they're not used correctly, they can feel very uh, traumatic. They're still very safe and they're very loving medicine in general. So you know, the bad trip is they're just basically the wrong set and setting and the wrong preparation. Um, but on the flip side of that, because everything has you know two sides of the same coin, there can be an amazing um, experiences there. There can be very healing, very transcendental, very loving, very all-encompassing, and very clearing, uh, and very you know emotionally cathartic experiences as well. So you know it's just all about where you're at in life and are you ready to go in and kind of again open those uh, shutter doors of the mind and kind of take a peek what's in the subconscious. And if you're ready and you're getting that call in, then that's great. And if you're not, then just wait and do the work on yourself until you are ready. Um, so, you know, as Jeremy alluded to, it's it's a beautiful thing to be in a state where this is becoming legal. It's no doubt in my mind within the next 10 to 20 years, it's going to be legal statewide. This is the frontier of medicine. Um, it's going to be funny because people that are on this call are going to remember this call with these two random dudes in 10 years from now when it's legal statewide and they're looking at this as, as medicine and being like, 
wow, yeah, like that, that, that was actually true. It's going to be the future. I, I believe, you know, the future of, you know, anxiety and depression is going to be a holistic approach and it's going to have a, a medical doctor from an allopathic background and it's going to have a shaman and it's going to have a guide and it's going to have a sound healer and it's going to have a body worker. That's, that's, that's the way health has to go. Um, but if you are not in one of those legal states and you want to get your hands on some mushrooms, this is where I think that the best thing you can do is grow them. Because first, you, you cut out the middleman of having to find a drug dealer or a medicine dealer, as I would like to, 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 to reframe it. But you don't have to go through that. It's, it's sketchy trying to get, you know, for a lot of states, I'm in a state where mushrooms are still a class one drug, which is, is, is very crazy. But class one essentially meets in the definition of that, that it is highly addictive and has no psychological benefits. And it, it comes with a maximum jail sentence, which when it comes to mushrooms, those three statements couldn't be less true. It's not addictive. It has inbuilt mechanisms to purposefully not be addictive. Um, it is not dangerous. It is, and, and it has profound effects psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. But again, that's, that's the war on drugs gone, gone wild. And uh, it's really a war on consciousness. So why don't we cut out the middleman? Why don't we look to grow our own mushrooms? Um, so I've cultivated, you know, over three batches of my own. I, I, you know, what you get from doing that is you also get to see the process through from start to finish. You want to talk about intention and set and setting. You know, it takes 10-ish weeks to grow your own mushrooms from scratch. And you've nurtured those things and you've gardened and you've tended for these mycelium every single day. And you've grown a connection. These are your mushrooms. These are your babies. They, have, they are an alive, you know, species. If you want to see the magic of mushrooms at work, watch the documentary Fantastic Fungi. These are not just some plant that doesn't have consciousness. These are alive. They are communicating. They, they respond to music. They respond to the environment of the energy of the person that is growing them, all kinds of things. So growing them, you take out the risk of having to find somebody. You know where they're coming from. You don't have to you know, go and have a, have a dodgy deal with someone. You don't know how they treated those or what you're kind of getting. So lots of stuff going on there. But basically, it's very, very easy to source this material and reassuringly very legal it's very very legal to grow in your own mushrooms the whole process of acquiring the equipment to grow them completely legal once you pluck the mushroom and you have the mushroom that's where it starts to blur the lines a little bit because you've got a psychoactive substance but if you're smart and you're not running around town giving all of your buddies your mushrooms and offering them to you know the wrong kinds of people then it's totally fine you can dehydrate them you keep them in your fridge and you can then use your own microdosing protocol and if you're you know more advanced than your practice you have those on hand for if you ever do want to do, you know, a five gram, 7.5 gram heroic dose down the line. So what I would suggest for you guys to do is firstly, understand that the internet is a weird and wonderful place and you can find an enormous amount of information. Some of it is great. Some of it is not so good, but there are a lot of resources. Um, and what really helped me when I was starting my journey is the Reddit forums, believe it or not. So Reddit has a forum and it's Reddit shrooms is the forum and you can get grow guides on there. You can get people that are experts. They do this and they support themselves doing this legally or not. And they map out the entire process from where to buy your kit, how to make it, where to find your spores, where to get your syringes, how to inoculate, how to grow, troubleshooting your questions. You can post pictures and people will be like, hmm, maybe they need more moisture. Maybe they need less moisture. Um, my very first grow, and I would highly recommend anybody that wants to entertain this and to start, was through a company called Midwest Growing Kits. And it's just MidwestGrowKits.com. 
Very, very simple. They will literally sell you a, a kit that, you know, there's varying scales, you know, there's the beginner and there's the intermediate and there's the deluxe, but for less than a hundred bucks, you can get everything shipped to your door discreetly. By the way, again, totally legal. There's nothing dodgy about this. So you can pay with any credit card or everything. It comes and you're going to get your two little tubs. You're going to get all your equipment. You're going to get your light. You're going to get your humidifier. And then the only thing you have to do from there is find spores. Now, spores, again, are completely legal in every state, which is very interesting, apart from California, believe it or not. So even though mushrooms are legal in California, the trading of spores is not. But in most of the other states in the United States, um, spore trading is completely legal, even for psychoactive mushrooms. So by the way, you could grow lion's mane this way. You could grow turkey tail. You could grow shiitake, maitake, all of them. You can also grow the psilocybes, which are things like golden teacher. Um, you know, a popular mushroom that's coming up now is called um, penis envy. Uh, this is just it's a it's a funny name because they're very strong mushrooms but these are the strains that you'll find and again with a very quick google search looking for um mycelium spores and going on spore traders you will find abundant people that are very trustworthy sources that will sell you the spores and they are liquid spores that then you are inoculating by injecting into a grain substrate which is very easy to find through midwest grow kits that's going to be part of the package that they send you you inoculate over seven to 10 days, that mycelium will start to come to life. You will see this mycorrhizal growth. You will see the little white herline fibers. You will see this thing start to grow and then you will birth them. And then from that process would take probably two weeks. And from there, you're misting and you're fanning every day. Maybe you're playing them some music. Maybe you're sending some good love to your mushrooms and slowly but surely they're growing. And now you get to see this process of these things coming to life and you are harvesting your own medicine that you can use for yourself and potentially other people. So again, if you're you know kind of looking for links or just taking notes really quickly, there's there's basically only two places you need to go. You need to go to Midwest Grow Kits. Um, and again, this isn't the panacea, by the way. Once you've gone through one grow kit, you're probably going to want to do this your own way with your own tweaks. But it's an excellent place to get started. So Midwest Grow Kit and pick up a you know one of the starter kits there, um, which will also come with all of the grain and all the substrate and stuff like that. And then your second task is to find a spore trader. S P O R spore, a spore trader. And that is going to be for the species of mushroom that you're trying to cultivate. So if you want to grow lion's mane, you're looking for lion's mane spores. If you want to grow a psilocybe, you're looking for golden teacher spores. And they are going to come in a syringe. And that is going to go into what comes in your grow kit package. And then you are just following these step-by-step -step instructions. And eight to 10 weeks later, you're going to have a bountiful supply of some of nature's most powerful medicines to do the work on yourself, heal, get better, get healthier, get happier, maybe, you know, slowly start to get off some of those medications and, and really use what nature has to offer. And remember, nature doesn't make mistakes. Nature doesn't make bad medicine. Nature doesn't make things that we're not supposed to partake in. It's a symbiotic that we have, a symbiotic relationship we have with these plants. And, um, you know, growing them your own uh, by yourself is is very uh, rewarding and very powerful. And that's, you know, what I would recommend people do. So Midwest Grow Kits, uh, Reddit forums are a good resource for learning. And then you've just got to find within those forums, uh, somebody that is trading spores, which again, all every single step of that is 100% totally illegal. All right, Jeremy, you're on brother. Wow. That was amazing. I feel like I'm just soaking up, absorbing so much wisdom. Oh, that's amazing. Um, well, yo, I, I really, um, guys, uh, if you have any questions right now, we're going to take about 15 minutes to answer your questions. So, um, we have some questions coming in, uh, 
the first one is how to weigh 100 milligrams from Heidi. Mm-hmm. So you can simply just get a get a scale. Um, the, you, yeah, if you're going to run and get one, Steve, um, they have them on Amazon. You know, they're like 15 or 20 bucks. And then the more often you do it, I think Steve went to go. Is that a scale? So I'm going to I'm going to show you very quickly. This is a $10 scale from Amazon and it's very accurate to 0.1 of a microgram. So that's 0.001 of a gram. So this is excellent. It's on Amazon. It's called a Weighgram pocket scale and it's very effective. And like just to show you guys what I was talking about, when you grow your own mushrooms, you can store them in an airtight container and you are going to have beautiful psilocybin mushrooms. These are golden teachers. Um, oh, that is beautiful. I see the second question. Uh, one of the questions that came in is, uh, what type of mushroom should I cultivate? That's a great question. Um, I think a very beautiful mushroom, a very friendly mushroom, a very easy mushroom to start your relationship with is the golden teacher. Um, the golden teacher, the name says it all, right? It's golden teacher. It's there to teach you. It's golden. It's light. It's a beautiful relationship. It's a, it's the happy, you know, friendly mushroom that everybody is going to have a pretty much a good time with. It's easy to get a hold of. It's very friendly for growing and it's, and it's going to have, um, you know, a nice friendly relationship with you. So scales, you know, basic pocket scale, you need a, you know, you need a microgram scale. And, uh, you know, I would suggest starting with a golden teacher strain of mushroom, which is a, a psilocybe. How would you dehydrate them? Um, again, Walmart for 25 bucks, you can buy an, a dehydrator. So when you pluck these, they're going to, depending on what kind of grow you have, they're going to grow and cultivate on these, uh, what they call cakes. And these cakes are basically grain, grains that the, the, or, or you can do wood or you can do, you know, brown rice or whatever. And these mushrooms are growing on these things. They're using nutrients from the grain to grow. And then when you pull them, you put them in a food dehydrator overnight. And the next day, they're going to be cracker dry. You want to get them to the point where they snap if you if you hold them. And then you put them in an airtight container. And you will have shrooms that will stay good, by the way, for over a year. As long as they are cracker dry and in an airtight container, your mushrooms are good for over a year. So if you can't get spores in California, how do you get them? I'm pretty sure you can get them, right? It's just yes. Yeah, you are just looking for somebody that so companies won't ship directly to California is the problem. So again, because it's legal to sell spores, like you can go to there's there's hundreds of spore sites and they will have these uh, psychoactive spores and they will say on the website they're probably not going to ship to California because they can't. Um, if you usually email the person directly from that website and ask them would they ship to California, they've usually got a workaround or they've got somebody that will do that for them, a trusted resource or a friend outside of state that could get them for you. You know, so you basically, if you know someone that let's say your best friend from high school lives in Florida and you trust them, send them to their place and get them to ship to California. They're not selling you. So they're tied, they're not tied to any legality action or anything like that. So there's ways around it. Um, it's just a very strange rule, but yeah, if I was in California, I'd be trying to do whatever I could to get one of those cards. <laughs> hey, when, when you come here, bro, we got you. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. We got the plug. Um, Victory, this was so great. Thank you for doing this. Glad you enjoyed. We're going to be doing future things as well. Um, what are the names of the two companies that had investors backing them? It is Compass Pathways and Mind Med. Mind Med and Compass Pathways. 
I've invested in both of them. Um, uh, Mark, agree. This has been great info. Thank you so much. Appreciate the kind words, Mark. Kayla, what amount would you recommend for taking a microdose? Does it vary depending on the person's weight? Do you suggest taking? I always say start off with the smallest dose. Mm. You know, you can, you know, 0.1. Um, and it's not always dependent on the weight. Again, it's, there's a lot of factors. That's why I would say just 0.1 is a good place to start. And um, yeah, I, again, I would be cautious about doing it every day. Because what happens then is you uh, you grow de- sometimes you might grow dependent on it or or um, your tolerance you know just like if you drink you know one beer every night right like so, so that that one beer is probably going to turn into two beers which might turn into four beers a couple months down the road to try and get that same feeling whatever it might be so I would always start off small. Um, but again, if you, if you are looking to get on like a specific protocol and that's something that you kind of really want to, uh, adopt moving forward, you can message me. I'll probably work with three to five people, uh, one-on-one those who are interested. Um, so you can message me, um, Chris Perry, I bought 50 milligram capsules for microdosing. I've been waiting to take them until after I yeah, I mean, 50 milligrams is is a very small microdose. You might not feel anything. Um, if I took 50, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel anything. Um, but sure, yeah, give it a shot. And again, it works best when you're having like uh, a clean a clean plate of food. You know, if you're eating fast food or other toxic inflammatory things, the medicine's not really going to be that effective because you haven't really respected it. You haven't given it a good environment to flourish in. So that's why usually if you're going to do a hero's dose like Steve has done with a shaman or I'm doing ayahuasca next week, they have you follow like a strict diet for two to three weeks prior where, you know, you're not having, uh, you're not having, uh, mine is very strict, but not all of them are like that, but you guys know what foods you probably should be eating and shouldn't be. So use your best judgment. Um, how does mushrooms and weed affect each other? I personally haven't smoked weed in a very long time. Steve, do you want to talk about that? Um, I, I, I don't think, I mean, the both. So again, what I, I wouldn't do here is start mixing a bunch of stuff. The goal is not to create cocktails. Um, you know, what you want to do is, you know, like, so there's microdosing stacks, right? Where you have this entourage effect of the idea of cultivating mushrooms with one another. So lion's mane with psilocybin, um, you know, because this is, is diversifying, but it's the same plant. So all of these plants have an energy to them. And when you're taking them and you're indulging in them, you're tapping into some of that energy. Now, the energy from weed, which is, you know, great when used in the right kind of set and set. And again, with that kind of creative flow and things like that, but it is different. It's different. It's working under different mechanisms. It's working on different parts of the body, different, you know, in a different relationship. So I'm not sure that the two are very synergistic. I would try to separate the two. Um, And I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there's a bunch of people that do mix them. 
But again, you know, I just don't think that that is ideal if you really want to develop a relationship with the plant, you know, and you really want to get the most out of this, you know, practice of being intentional about it and really tapping into whatever your goals is, be it flow or be it creativity or be it, you know, just kind of learning about yourself a little bit more. It doesn't make sense to me to kind of layer on more stuff because then you can't quite pinpoint what is the thing that's really working for you. You keep it clean, you keep it simple. And you're working on that, you know, psilocybin microdose between, you know, 0.1 and 0.5 and you're falling in there somewhere and you then you dial that in for you. You know exactly what that does for you. You don't know whether, oh, you know, is that not going to work if I don't mix it with this, that and the other, you know. So just try and keep it simple. Um, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world if you mix them, but I also don't see any potential benefit to doing so and maybe some downsides. All right, guys, I'm not sure we're going to get to all of these questions, all right? Um, just because just because I know, I know Steve and I, have a have a commitment coming up um let's in terms of the medicinal in terms of the card um if you're in the bay area message me shoot me a message on instagram and also i'm gonna put um steve's instagram handle here guys i really encourage you to follow him he's always putting out great info um He's been busy like working at basically at a kind of a retreat center in, in near upstate New York. So he's been really busy with that, but super knowledgeable guy. My IG I'm putting right here. I'm just going to answer Bradley's real quick, um, just because I think it is good to, you know, see what other people are doing. So again, not probably not a good idea to microdose every day. So you're going to look at different, you know, routines from different teachers that have been doing this for a long time. There's like the Stamets protocol. There's other people that have been involved in this work. Typically, what you're going to see is something like every three days is quite popular. So, every, so maybe that would be like Monday and then Thursday and then Sunday and then Wednesday. So you're going like that or, you know, Stamets protocol is more like three days on consistently at that low dose. So you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but then you would take four days off. So then you'd be off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you'd be back on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So the goal here is to not do it every single day, because again, you don't want to build up any kind of tolerance, even though this is subperceptual, but you also want to find what works for you, what fits in, what, you know, if you're, if you're using this, for example, more within the work week to tap into creativity and flow, it doesn't make sense to have your three days be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when you're not at work, right? So there's some considerations to do there. My personal um, you know, microdose where I feel perfect and it's not a little bit too high because, you know, somebody mentioned earlier up in the chat is 0.5 of a gram, a good microdose. And that can be, but it also depends on the strength of the mushroom too, right? These, these guys that I grew here, because I, I think I, you know, put so much love into them, 0.5 of these, that's strong. I definitely know I'm on, on mushrooms and that would be, you know, more than probably an ideal microdose for me. So for me, what I've been finding is, is my perfect sweet spot is between 0.25 and 0.3. Um, so, you know, just take that for what it's worth. And, and again, it's always a good idea to probably start on the lower side, try the 0 0.1, um, you know, or, or 0.10 of a, of a gram and then, you know, oh, that felt good. So 0 0.15, 0 0.2, 0 0.25, and then kind of get to where you feel just great and you're, and you're tapping into that flow. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, great, great, great. Definitely great feedback. I personally, I mean, I've been doing it for like a year and I still feel it every time I take 0.25, like, and I, and I, I always want it to be like that because, um, again, if, uh, if we, if we continue relying on, on this to like 
always bring us out of a bad mood or or to give us energy or whatever it may be like again we're we're not really showing the the respect that this plant and medicine deserves um so so guys before i uh, i'm going to look at these last couple of questions um so definitely definitely um like i said shoot Stia a follow on ig um if you are a man I work with I work specifically with men one on one coaching. If you want to talk about that, hit me up. Let me know. I have a couple spots left for the rest of 2020. I only work with five people at a time. Um, and then and then also, guys, really encourage you. Steve and I both work with this company based in Miami Beach, just because their shit is so good. This is all organic fruiting body extracts. Um, a lot of mushrooms that you get medicinal. Now we're talking medicinal mushrooms just so everyone's clear. Um, the, it's mycelium based grown on brown rice substrate. So you're not actually getting the benefits of what's called beta glucans and beta glucans are, are what's going to boost your white blood cell count and really, uh, shoot your immunity up. And, and these are 3000 milligrams per scoop, which is twice as potent as any other product. Some of you may have heard of like Four Sigmatic. I'm a big fan of their company. I love their founder. But in terms of quality and packaging, it's a completely plastic-free company as well, super sustainable. So that's what Steve and I take every morning. Um, Steve, do you put it, do you have coffee in the morning? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, so that goes great in that. Sometimes I, I've been playing with that. I think it's great as well. You know, that's not something because it's it, obviously they're medicinal and, you know, differentiate there. There's no psychedelics in there. These are just the very potent mushrooms that have uh, myriad health benefits from, you know, brain cognition, gut health, immune system, et cetera. They're, they, they supplement a microdosing protocol very well, though, because you do get that entourage effects of having more of the fungi family in there. So these mix in coffee really well. They mix in tea really well. Sometimes you can just chug them down in water. Um, and there's no need to take a break from those um, because, again, they're just, you know, nature's medicine. So um, Jeremy will probably put his link up um, for the shrooms online. They are, yeah. Live primal health, right? No, mine is just Steelane. Okay. Yeah.com forward slash Steelane. Perfect, guys. So so I just put I put um the link for for Steve's um for for Live Ultimate. So what I personally, this is I'm I'm giving you again what I've seen be very successful. And I've worked, you know, with a lot of high level people. Um and, and just to give you an idea of like how legit this is, my dad in the final year of his career as a neurologist was actually recommending this to patients, um, which was amazing because in the Western medicine world, like that was kind of unheard of. Um, so it was great. And a lot of people, again, talking about their energy levels, their focus, being able to wean off things like Adderall, um, again, I would really encourage you guys to try this for 30 days. So like, if you go to the link, that's Steve. Oh, is that specifically for the shrooms? Yeah, I put both. I put the main page with both and then the one directly just to the shrooms underneath it. Perfect. So if you click that link, let me, yeah, exactly. That goes to the 30 day supply of the shrooms. Um, I'm not drinking coffee for these two weeks in, in preparation for ayahuasca. So I just put it in like, a hot drink. So my golden milk, um, you can, I, I would say hot, hot drinks. So tea, matcha mixes super well 
And again, um, you can also do this with your microdose because you're getting the lion's mane, the cordyceps and the other, the mm -hmm. other mushrooms. But like Steve mentioned with the weed, you want to be careful about mixing these different properties because what happens is if you're taking different things at once, you're not really sure what effect one thing is having on you. So you can't really build that level of awareness because it's like, well, shit, was that the weed that made me feel like that? Was it, was it the mushrooms? And, and, and it creates confusion. And that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to create clarity. Uh, um, Wow. That's, that's interesting about your dad in West Nile. Um, again, I like to, I don't like to, uh, make certain claims, but I've, I've heard a lot of just a lot of really positive feedback. And, and the, the good thing is, unless you're allergic to mushrooms, this, this won't do any harm. You're, you're not going to get worse. Right. Uh, so, so that's, what's beautiful about this is like, there's no negative side effects. Um, again, let me just see, is there a specific time frame when coming off? Do you want to answer this, Steve, this last question from Tony? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously that's, that's, uh, it's, it's definitely, and we, we have to say that, of course, it's outside our scope of practice. We're not, um, you know, neurologists, doctors and all of that stuff. What I will say, you know, anecdotally speaking again, and what I've seen in, um, a client that just, I, I took through my 12 week coaching program just re recently, actually within that coaching program, she came off her anti-anxiety medications and was coinciding that with a microdose. So it's totally possible in terms of how, when, what the dose is. It's, it's really hard to say that because I just don't understand, you know, the effects of coming off some of those medicines and it can be really, really hard on you. So you've got to be gentle with yourself. You've got to be very slow. Speak with your professional, whoever's prescribing you those and, and tell them your intention, tell them that you want to get off these. You know, that they're not not the long-term solution. It's really a band-aid and we all know that and it's going to cause more problems than it's going to help in the long run. So, you know, I commend you for wanting to get off those things, but going cold turkey is probably not the answer. So a slow wean, work with your provider and, you know, um, you know, slowly start to introduce a very low dose microdose as you get off those, if you feel comfortable with that. And um, I think you're going to, you know, set yourself up for success that way. Slow and steady wins this race, you know? Mm, yeah, I second, I second what you said for sure. Definitely, definitely don't go cold turkey. Um, just don't do that. It's not a good idea. All right. Um, so again, guys, if uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to save this recording. I'll make sure everyone gets access to that. Uh, if you want to take a screenshot now um, and post it on your stories on IG and tag Steerai, Feel free to do so. Um, and, and yeah, guys, I'm glad that you, ooh, that golden teacher. Guys, um, the last call to action, I guess the last ask I would have is, again, Ski and I wanted to do this and make it super informative and also super accessible and affordable for people to come to because, you know, I was overwhelmed by all the people messaging me and commenting on TikTok. And I was like, oh shit, like, dude, we have to help these people. I literally called Steve like right after like the most recent one that went super viral. I was like, holy shit, dude, let's go. Um, 
So, so we're here to serve you guys and support you. Um, you know, again, just to refresh you, these, the link is in there. So if you guys want to like quickly go back and, and access that link, highly encourage you guys to, to, um, reconsider the way you approach wellness, not as a expense, but as an investment. So people see this and they're like, Oh my God, it's $55 for a month. It's like a dollar and 50 cents a day. You know, if you, if you rationalize that and the potential benefits that has not just now, but five, 10, 20 years down the road, that's what we want you guys thinking about is like wellness as an investment, right? Um, not just short term, but, but what is going to be best for you down the road as well. So guys, amazing. Uh, I just sent you, I just put in, um, the name of my podcast, which Steve has been a guest on. So if you guys could go to the energy exchange podcast, I bring in the top minds in health and wellness, and it would mean the world to me. If you guys listen, gave me your feedback. And if you feel inspired to share it with a friend, leave a review. Um, we're just trying to grow this movement and, and spread as much health and happiness as possible. Steve, do you have any final words? Uh, no, I think you're here. Good. Thank you guys for coming out. I think, you know, both Jeremy and I have a clear passion for health. Um, you know, I always say I want to make health and wellness as infectious as disease. And we know disease is pretty infectious these days. So let's flip that on its head. You know, let's make health trendy. Let's make health cool again. Let's make health great again. And, you know, this is holistic. You know, like Jeremy said at the front of this call, these aren't going to be the panacea. These aren't just the only thing that you need to do, but they're bloody, bloody helpful in helping you get healthy and raising that level of consciousness and awareness. So you know how to make better choices. You know how to love yourself more. You know how to love the world more. You know how to be kinder. And you know, that's just, that's what we need now more than ever. And I'm sure you guys understand and see that. So be the change, be the change. This is, this has been amazing to connect with you guys. I hope you had, um, I hope you got something from this, you know, connect with us both, uh, get our, get our IGs, send me a message. Let me know what your big takeaway was. And, uh, as always just keep fighting the good fight and, uh, good luck to you all. Big love and, you know, shroom up. Hey, love it guys. Appreciate you. Um, again, look out for the email and, um, and, we will, we will be in touch. Again, we're here to serve you guys. And also, you know, give us feedback, like Steve said. If there's something you'd like to see us do in the future, let us know. We're here for you. And um, much love. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Peace out, guys. Good night. Later. Oh my God, podcast fam. How dope was that episode? All about mushrooms and the healing potential of this fantastic fungi. And I want to know, what was your biggest takeaway from today's show? What was it? What are you planning on implementing? Or what other questions do you have for me? If you have any whatsoever, hit me up, tag me on the gram at Coach Jeremy 305 or you know what better yet shoot me a text hit me up shoot me a text with the word 
podcast and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. I'm going to actually reply to that text. So don't be afraid to hit me up. Again, the number is 1-786-321-0278. Again, 786-321-0278. Hit me up, fam. And lastly, it really means the world if you are able to leave a review on iTunes for this show. My mission is to empower you, to educate you with the knowledge and information that you did not get in school. And guess what? I'm doing it for free. I don't get paid from this podcast. I really do it out of passion and out of service. So if you are able to leave a review, it genuinely helps out so much. Check out the YouTube channel. We're going to be putting out more content there. And I really, really love you. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the end. And I can't wait to see you back here for next show. Peace out.